What are some of the emerging cybersecurity and privacy issues involving telehealth? I'm Marianne Kovacek McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Scott Anderson, Chief Technology Officer of Conversa Health, a vendor of an artificial intelligence based virtual care platform. Scott will be talking to us about some of the security and privacy issues emerging involving telehealth. So, Scott, as you know, we've seen millions of individuals impacted over the last decade or so in data breaches involving hacked records at healthcare providers, health plans, and business associates. But as telehealth becomes increasingly more popular, what worries you the most about potential breaches involving telehealth? And what sorts of breaches do you think we should be most worried about in that area? As a vendor, as a small company, the thing that worries me the most is that there are a lot of us that are trying to innovate and they're trying to move quickly um, and are trying to build great partnerships with health systems. And that brings with it a lot of responsibility to maintain the same level of standards that the large systems and large companies, EHRs, et cetera, follow while being a little bit behind in terms of some of the certifications and qualifications are a little cost prohibitive for small companies. It's not easy for us to, to, to play in that same space. And we're moving much faster than health systems. We want to ship software every day instead of every three months. And a lot of that, those quarterly release cycles are kind of driven by, you know, some of this fear that there's this risk. And so I think if anything, the growth in the small company and the startup market in healthcare uh, presents with it, you know, the, the, uh, with the increased number of players, I think we'll see uh, an increased scrutiny on all of us, rightly so, in terms of, you know, making sure we're following the right procedures. Because that all of those integrations increases the amount of traffic, the amount of times that the health records are being passed around. It's just going to increase. And so making sure that the standards are kept up to speed with current technologies. I still fill out requisitions. I still fill out security audits that are predominantly driven to test our platform as an on-prem software solution when we are entirely cloud-based. And so I think there's how are companies being vetted? How are they being audited? How is the security of these small companies and their adherence to good standards and practices being tested and vetted? I think it's really the biggest challenge that I see coming. So, Scott, with that said, coming from the vendor perspective, what advice would you offer to healthcare organizations, you know, the so-called covered entities, those Mm -hmm. organizations that are actually the ones that could see their patients' records being compromised? I think that when they're working with small companies, one thing I have found is that there's definitely an, an acknowledgement and an understanding that small companies need there needs to be a channel for small companies and their processes to fit within the larger systems. And typically what I found is that there's, a, there's an initial security audit that happens, and then everyone else down the line sort of assumes that that has, because they're even talking, because they're even having an integration conversation, that all of those boxes have been checked. I think there could be a little bit more depth uh, as, as each small business is integrated in with larger systems to actually go through and vet their process and look through their look over their security posture. I think there are there are certain things that small companies can do to get ahead of that. If you look at the the Cybersecurity Alliance, they have a good assessment questionnaire that covers pretty much everything in the space, which would certainly be my advice to smaller companies to come to the table prepared for deeper conversations about their security. So now, Scott, what about potential privacy and security breaches involving remote 
outpatient services. How should these remote examinations, patient encounters, you know, et cetera, be protected under the umbrella of telehealth differently, perhaps, than what would happen in a doctor's office? You know, one thing that that, that we do, and I and I certainly you know recommend that that people follow suit is we stick to the minimum data required to perform our activities. We'll have partners that want to send us data that may be useful down the road, things that may we may find a future use case for, and we stick pretty close to, to the vest on if the way that we're going to interact with the patient only requires a minimal set of data, that is the only data that we want, and that is the only data we're going to store. That at least minimizes some of the exposure. Our actual client-facing or patient-facing software and interfaces, we never pass data to those systems. We never use that data in that way. And that's because of our software, you know, we're not behind a VPN. So we, we need to make sure that we're very discreet and careful with how we use that data. It's only used internally for determining what we're going to do next with that patient. I think those are, those are really, you know, some of the real key issues. On the privacy side, I think that we need to be really considerate in how we use the data moving forward. Like, you know, as we get into areas of machine learning and we want to make predictives, we want to do predictive analysis on this data. How are we taking this aggregate patient data, even if it's de-identified from a specific individual, we're still going to use that data to make decisions about people. How are we using that? And is that in any way affecting people's privacy? I think we need to be extremely mindful uh, as this technology gains attraction because it's very attractive in the, the problems we can solve with it. And Scott, because telehealth involves remote patient care, are there any particular Mm -hmm. issues or risks that you see regarding the data as it's actually being exchanged or transmitted? Are there particular steps that organizations should be taking in terms of the use of these remote monitoring devices or other sensitive information that's going back and forth between an organization and a patient's location, for instance? I do. I think there are, especially in in the case of our solution and others like it, where you can log in and access the service from the public library or from the Starbucks. I think it 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 goes back to my point about you know what are you displaying in your user interface? If you're available over a public network, you need to be extremely mindful about what you're even willing to show because the user might be in a in a public space where you you're not in control of who's available in that area or who's there. You know, there are certainly requirements if you're if you're sticking to the letter and you're you're making sure you keep your session time short, you log people out. If as a health system you don't work with partners that aren't giving you fully HTTPS and they can't fully qualify how they're encrypting their traffic, I think that is beholden on the system to, you know, again, how they vet their partners to make sure that they are following all the standards and the letter of the law, really. So, Scott, as you mentioned, you know, some vendors, startups, you know, they are on tight budgets, you know, limited resources. But we also know that healthcare entities often skimp on security. And as we know, in telehealth, some services aren't necessarily covered by insurers. Revenues in that area might be squeezed. Do you fear that telehealth applications might be getting shortchanged in terms of security, attention, and investment by the healthcare organizations that are beginning to use these technologies at all? I could only speak from my personal experience as I've spoken with investors, as I've spoken with you know, members of our board. That's what they want to know, is they want to understand how we're protecting that information. And some of it is, you know, even it might even be self-defensive, right? The investors want to make sure that, you know, they're not going to they're not going to lose everything because you're not protecting the data. Because as a small company, a breach is pretty much terminal. 
And I think there's a, within the community and with other CTOs that I speak with, there's definitely a sense of urgency around making sure that we are led with, by security and we're led by compliance. We don't start anything or do anything that doesn't come with a foot towards security and a sense that that's the number one thing that we need to solve for because we don't get to innovate if we don't have that under control. So I think, again, that's only my personal experience. I think if, if, you're, at a, if you're at a company, a small company, and your investors and your board isn't pressing you on that, I think that might, might certainly be a, a red flag because it's a compromise. It's a, it's a, with the, the time that we spend, we're a small team, so the time that we spend on security and compliance is time we're not spending on our products and our services. And so you have to have buy-in from your executive team and your founders and your leadership and your investors uh, in order to really make that happen. And finally, Scott, any final advice to patients that utilize telehealth sorts of applications, anything they should be aware of in terms of their own data privacy and security that you recommend them taking in terms of steps? Absolutely. I, I think there are there are many things patients can do that are the same thing that we make our employees do. Learn what a password manager is and use it. That way you're not having to type in passwords every time. You're not having to remember them. You're not having to write them on a sticky. Most data breaches, most account breaches are done by a, either brute force or by weak passwords. And so using the tools that are being provided, and, and some of that you, you might have to learn how to do that, but they make them pretty simple. I think those are tools that people should really consider using. Use a password manager. It'll, it'll make your life easier because you won't have to remember passwords anymore, and you'll know that they're safe. Thanks, Scott. I've been speaking to Scott Anderson. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.